All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Can you see it? Did you notice? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. At arm's You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network podcast and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What a don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word. That will get you $5 off your order. Folks, 
Christmas is near, so maybe you don't want to order online, but you can use our promo code in the store. Tell them Canucks Convo sent you. Tell them you're using promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S. Tell them we sent you. You go to the retail store in Surrey, and you can go buy yourself some last-minute gifts if you need some for the Pokemon fan, the Yu-Gi-Oh fan, the hockey fan, the baseball fan. They've got it all at ZephyrEpic.com. Lots of good sales all the time at Zephyr Epic. You can get free shipping on any order over $50 at Zephyr Epic from... From Richmond to Red Deer. Across Canada. From Richmond to Red Deer, across Canada, shipping on any order over $50. I was going to do from Richmond to Richmond Hill, which is... That's a cop-out. Which is in Ontario. Wasn't going to do that. So I went with Red Deer instead. I like it. I like it. We are also delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. Use promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital T's, all one word. CONVODD, that will get 25% off and free delivery on your first order with the DoorDash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is David Quadrelli. I'm joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. We are fresh off of two radio shows. We hosted 12 to 3 on Sportsnet 650 on Monday. And we did PM Drive. That was a big moment for us. Yeah. PM Drive on the only sports talk radio station in this city from 3 to 6 on Tuesday. And it was a blast. Yeah, and freaking speaking of free delivery on DoorDash, somebody got a free delivery of the McDonald's that I was trying to get the other day. Someone ganked it from the front door at the Sportsnet studio. That was a very bold move to order food before you'd actually gotten to the studio. Yeah, I did one of the timer things where it was set to, get, you know, set to arrive at the door. And I was thinking I was going to be there in time. Traffic didn't help. It was a little bit late. Someone ganked my freaking DoorDash order. You should have told me. I was there before you. Well, I guess I couldn't leave my car anywhere. No. I was waiting for you outside the parking garage. Yeah, so tough day for me and DoorDash. But yeah, that was uh, it was fun to get back to uh, the studio. We're going to do some more stuff at Sportsnet next week. Yep, after Christmas. I'll tell folks- you what, though. Before we get going here, if, if I make a weird noise at some point, the chair that I sit in, it's given me some troubles already. Put you into it for a second, and I don't know what you did. You pulled some lever. Now I can't lean back in this chair. I almost fell over twice already. Uh, you should switch chairs with me. I can't lean back in mine either. No, your chair sucks. Yeah. You had a nice chair where you brought it home for your actual yeah. office. Yeah, because I'm at my actual office more than I'm here. I'll Actually, tell you what. This one's pissing me off now, so I got to figure out what's going on here. I might get it. That's what I, that's what I want for Christmas. I'm not, not going to get it because I've already seen the size of my gifts that are all wrapped up. So I'm not getting an office chair. It doesn't look like, but I'd like a real, like I've been searching around on Facebook marketplace. I've been looking at the search that I do is executive chair. I want one of those, you know, wow. you know, those big thick ones with nice, nice armrests. Yeah. They sort of looks like maybe a little bit of wood mixed in there yeah. as well. Yeah. I want one of those for my house, but I want uh, a nice wing back wing back chair. What's that now? It's like a, it, it's for a living room. It's not an office chair. It okay. has like le- legs or whatever. I guess so does an office chair. But it, it's got the the winged back. I know there's a better way to describe this. But if you saw a picture, you know what I'm talking about. It's a nice okay. reading chair. Feels like the thing you'd find at Ikea probably. Yeah. I need a nice reading chair because when I was in Edmonton, my hotel room had a very nice reading chair. And I read for an hour and a half. Wow. Yeah. So I did all I did all my Christmas shopping pretty early. Everything's all done and all wrapped up. Well, I don't know. I don't know how much time we're going to spend on hockey this episode, but I I'm going to talk a little Christmas here. We do have some hockey stuff, so we will get to it. But yeah, it, it me, is our last episode before Christmas, and we're not going to do a Saturday episode, we've decided. Right. Um, but we, we do want to get this in, and we, we did a little promo, too, that I want to play when we, when we get a chance. Okay. We'll get to there at some point. My Christmas shopping, though, 
I'm done. I'm all done. Everything's good. No, no, like last minute things. I was the only last minute gift I was going to get was for you. Uh, but we did. We decided just it was too last minute. We're not going to get each other anything for Christmas. I was looking far and wide and I couldn't find one anywhere on the Internet. I went to some stores, couldn't find what I was looking for for you. I want to get you a charcuterie board, mm. but I wanted it to be the Italian flag on it. Oh, and it was man. hard to find. And I thought it would be easier to find than than apparently it was. I was like, there's got to be charcuterie boards out there with the Italian flag on it. Couldn't find them online. Couldn't find them on Amazon. Like everywhere I was looking, no charcuterie boards anywhere. Wow. That's actually kind of shocking. Yeah. So I wasn't too happy about that. I also got uh, got this last minute gift for myself. But uh, since it's going to stay at my girlfriend's house, I, I decided that I'm going to give it to her. Like I've already bought her enough stuff. So it's not like this is this is part of it. But on top, I bought myself a little gift. Is that out of bounds, you think? No, I like, don't think so. It's going to stay at her house, but I'm I'm going to be the one using it all the time. Nice. Nice. What is it? Well, I can't. She listens She listens immediately when the show gets That's dropped, fair. so That's I can't fair. say it. Can't even say it on Patreon. She's our number one Patreon supporter. I know. She's mad about the Patreon. Well, we're going to do a Patreon. We're going to do a Patreon after too. this, folks. So if you haven't already, subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Canucks Convo. Five and $10 tier. Five and $10 tiers get you all of the bonus content. We've got some good stuff coming. We're going to get Harmon in the, in the pub soon. Yeah. Well, not soon, but maybe in a month or whenever oh, yeah, things die down right. a little well, bit. Well, we can still order alcohol at a restaurant. Yeah, or we can just get Harm in the studio here, you know, pick him up at his place. Yeah. Get him to do eight shots and then yeah, drop him go. off. Yeah, just just leave him. See you, buddy. <laughs> get home safe. Give him a bottle oh, of water. Man. Yeah, give him Call a bottle of water, day. some Gatorade. He'll be good to go. Okay, so I want to play the promo because it was a lot of fun. We did our Christmas promo, and I've just, I've got to play it because it was fantastic. I was... I, I absolutely loved it. I had this idea right before we got to the studio and we went went to my parents' house, picked up my old acoustic guitar, and it was great. What's up, y'all? It is the final episode of the Canucks Conversation podcast before Christmas. We're going to talk about the mini camp that Bruce Boudreaux has been able to do with the team at Rogers Arena as they've been on postponement. We're going to talk about the return to action on December 27th against the Seattle Kraken, as well as talking about what Canucks fans want for Christmas with a little dive into Dmitry Zlodiev at the World Juniors. It's Christmas time, folks, and this is our last episode before it. We'll see you in a few minutes when the episode's released. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to get that promo done. Yeah, I don't know about the promos. Like, uh, I like doing them. I hope people enjoy them. I think so. Yeah, you're always in that. You're a big promo guy. You like the promo videos a lot more than I do. Yeah, they're fun. It's it's like one of the only fun things we get to do at work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> aside from like everything else. Mostly. Yeah, aside from everything else. Well, that yeah. That's, well, lately, 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 things have been a lot of fun. And that's, October, November, not so much. No, that wasn't a lot of fun. People heard that, and I've heard from people DMing me, just being like, "Wow, it's crazy to hear uh, one of your episodes like since Bruce Brudro has come in." Yeah. And Jim Rutherford has come in, and Jim Benning's been let go. Travis Green's been let go. It's a very different vibe around We're the pretty plug. happy and positive people by nature. Yeah. So it's nice to actually be able to. It takes share a lot that. to bring us down, and we were at the point where and things the wore down. Did it? Damn right, the Canucks did it. They yeah. Did a great I don't know job. if we want to do. I think we'll do it next week, more of like a, a wrap up the year episode. Yeah. Not so much this week. Maybe we'll get Harmon uh, in at some point next week. We're not like we said. We're not going to do a show on Christmas. Uh, you know, we're gonna with our families uh, yes. on christmas a little bit uh so that's gonna be good i'm making two turkeys because i bought a turkey and i was like okay but i spent like 22 dollars on a little turkey it's just three people at my dinner we're not doing a lot of you know big christmas at all can't really do one but you know with three people at this so i bought one little turkey and then i said man like 
this will be enough to feed three of us, right? No problem. But it's like, there won't be a lot of leftovers. So the girlfriend, she went out and got a second turkey. So wow. we got two turkeys and they're different kinds of turkeys too. She got like a basic one, just like an actual turkey that we're going to put the spices on. I got like a, a bourbon and butter. Ooh. Pinty's uh, turkey. Pinty's Grand Slam of curling. Yeah. That's I all I know some, Pinty's for. I got some chicken wings as well. Nice. Didn't uh, Jeannie Bouchard, is she the, she does uh, Pinty's commercials? I don't know. I think she's the Pinty's uh, commercials person. Pinty's ambassador. I got Pinty's hot dogs once when I moved out. I was eating a lot of hot dogs when I first moved out. Mm-hmm. It was like my go-to. You're not, not eating many hot dogs anymore? No, you? I read some study that they take 30 minutes off your life every time you eat one. But really? then my friend who's like really smart and is like becoming a doctor was like, that's that's like not true. But I was still like, I don't yeah. know, man. <laughs> All these things they tell you, this takes years off your I read life. It, online. Years it off must be life. true. I'm going to be dead by the time I'm 30 from all the things that I've done that are apparently taking years off your life. <laughs> My goodness. Okay. Still trucking. Let's get into some Canucks stuff. Uh, the Canucks obviously have been stopped, as has the entire NHL. The NHL and the NHLPA coming into agreement on a couple things recently. This morning, it was officially announced that the Canucks... Canucks. The NHL and the players will not be going to the Beijing Winter Olympics, so that kind of sucks. We might touch on this later, but I floated the idea on 650 yesterday of bringing back the World Cup of Hockey in September. If you're not going to have Olympic competition, at least bring that back. Give something for fans to watch. And I, I get it's like you know we had people in the 650 650 Dunbar Lumber text line. You don't have to do the <laughs> ad here on the. I always say it. I have to say it, or I'll, I'll mess it up on air once. But. We had people in the text box saying like, oh, it's a house tournament. I'm like, yeah, it's not as good as the Olympics or better, but it's something. It's hockey in September, and I think that would be a lot of fun. Man, you could just see the pain on Steven. Did you see Steven Stamkos' press? Yeah. Gosh, you could just feel the pain like coming through the screen of how it was for him because obviously he's missed every Olympics. Too young in 2010 to kind of crack the roster. 2014, was it an injury at the time, right? Like, did he did he? He, he got injured right leg. before, yeah, though, right? It wasn't leg, at it wasn't at the actual camp. No, no. So it was right before he missed that. 2018 obviously didn't happen. And 22, now, yeah, that's that's tough. But uh, he was like, you know, you grow up, you want to win a Stanley Cup, you want to win a gold medal. It's like, okay, buddy, just be happy with the freaking Stanley Cups a little bit here first. Tampa. <laughs> like, you know, that's the hardest thing to get. But, uh, yeah, it is unfortunate for sure. Um, it would have been nice to see it. I'm, no, I'm still holding out hope that, that maybe the whole thing gets pushed a year because I think this this Omicron is going to mess up a lot of things around the world. So I'll be curious to see what happens. It sounds like the Olympics want to still go, but you know the NHL wanted to keep playing games as well, and they had to postpone. So I'm wondering what happens if if things get a lot worse with COVID. Anyway, they got here. so the Olympic break is no longer a thing. There are going to be games scheduled during yes. those two weeks that are supposed to be off. So that's when a lot of the games will be made up. Which is strange though to me. Like think about Vegas. Did they mm-hmm. Vegas didn't have a game postponed like they were playing yesterday. They might have one or two that were postponed. That I just didn't keep up to date with. But if there's like a three week break where teams are making up games like the Canucks and, you know, at least need to make up some games. The Flames obviously make up some games. Are, is Vegas just going to be like off for like three weeks? Because that seems strange to me, right? I don't know. I don't. I feel I, for the schedule maker, I man. I feel rest, for him right yeah, now. That's going to be a tough time. The schedule is getting changed quite a bit. The NHL schedule maker is very hard at work right now. That's all we know. I don't know what's going to happen with Vegas. I wish I had an answer for you. We don't yet. We don't know yet. Yeah. It's a very day-to-day situation moving forward here. Jim Benning really would have loved point. it. Yeah. Living day-to-day, that's his favorite. But it, that's a really good point that you just made. So it'll be really interesting to see kind of how that goes. But for the Canucks, they kind of took advantage of the time off that they had before. This is like a shutdown, so teams can't practice. Uh, things can't commence until 
December 26th at 2 p.m. at the earliest. So that's something just to keep in mind because Canucks set to play the Seattle Kraken at home on the 27th. That will be the Canucks' first game back, or you hope it will be. 50% capacity at Rogers Arena with the new restrictions in British Columbia. But Bruce Boudreau having a two-day little mini camp, as everybody seems to be calling it. Little practice, worked on a lot of different stuff with strategy-wise. A lot of it was neutral zone forechecking. A lot of it was, you know, breakouts and that sort of thing. And, you know, he, he even said yesterday, there's still things that they're not getting 100% and they need to keep working on. And it's going to take some time. But this certainly helps the Canucks, doesn't it? Absolutely. I think when, the, like, everyone's worried that, oh, the, all the momentum's going to stop, right? All the momentum's going to end with this team being on a six-game winning streak and going into this break where they're not playing games, not getting an opportunity to be on the ice for a little bit. It was good to see them get back on the ice, get some practicing, and that's great. And even seeing Luke Shen return after COVID protocol, that was good news as well. But to me, I'm not... Like, I'm not worried about the momentum stopping because I like the idea. People talk about, like, you want to be around a winning culture so much, right? Like, whether it be young players or your team that you play on in the NHL, winning culture is something that you want to kind of breed into the organization and, and have it going on as much as possible. That's how I look at the situation is right now, this team has won six straight games. They have a new coach. They're riding high. I think that having them have this kind of just hold on to this six-game winning streak a little bit longer is even good news for them to sort of build that winning culture as we've seen such a change in the organization from the general manager to now adding a president to now bringing in a new coach. Like this feels like a very big change. And to start it off on a six game winning streak that has now kind of lasted into two plus weeks. That's a long time for, for setting a standard of a winning culture. And I know that obviously it takes a lot more than two and a half weeks to, to set a culture on a team, but it's definitely like the perfect start you could ask for. I mean, since this new regime has come in, of the new of Jim Rutherford and Bruce Boudreaux, they haven't lost a game. So that's a great way to set it. And I think that having a little bit of extra time to go over uh, these things that Boudreaux wants to bring into the, into the team on the ice with the structure of whether it be four check, or I know we heard Boudreaux talk about face-offs and other little things, just seeing the, the, the happiness around the rink and the Canucks shout out to their social team. They did a good job of tweeting out like how much fun, the guys were having on the ice. You saw like big goal celebrations in the middle of practice where like groups of like 10 guys are like hugging together after a goal in practice. And, you know, Connor Garland sliding in to hug one of the goaltenders and, and just little things like that. Like you can tell that these guys are on a real high right now, which is exciting to see for this Canucks team because it's been such a low for so long of this season. The first 25 games were just horrible for everybody. And, and it's just a massive switch in the emotions that we're seeing from the players, whether it be in practice or or on the ice back in the game. So I'm hoping they can get back on the 27th, but it's not the worst thing for me to have this be postponed a little bit and have them have some extra days because they're riding the high of a six-game win streak going into that break. If they would have lost even one game going into it, maybe a little bit different situation. I'd like to see them get back in the action and bounce back, but they rode into this break with a six game win streak. I think that's a good spot to be for the team. And I wouldn't worry too much about the break hurting them. Yeah, I agree. And I think maybe you worry a little bit more if their first game back is a home game against like the Tampa Bay lightning, or if they have to be on the road and head down to Florida for that trip that's coming up in January. If that was their first game back, I think maybe you worry about the, the rust kind of taking over a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think the road trip might, Having at least the one game before they hit the road, because exactly. I think they have the California stretch right after. And right? it's against the Kraken, who there's not many teams that are worse than, than the Canucks in the standings, but the Kraken are one of them. Yeah, which is uh, 
good because that's just recently changed that Vancouver has been able to jump exactly. uh, Seattle, get a nice little run up on them. So that'll be good to, uh, I think it's, yeah, you're, you're kind of right. Quads like it does set up as kind of the perfect return, right? Like I can't think of a better opponent to start this against. The only worry I have is what the situation with the border is. Um, and I, I think the border situation, a lot of it to me, like the read that I have on, I think a lot of people kind of had this read as well, even though we never really heard it for sure. But I think it, a lot of it was due to Christmas and wanting teams to not be stuck in the United States or not being able to cross the border back into Canada to see their families during Christmas yeah. if they were to test positive down in the States. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the bo- like I have a feeling and I think you and I kind of touched on this on the radio the other day, but I I'm. I'm not confident, but I'm very hopeful that they are going to play on the 27th and be back. And you know what? The 27th, we're uh, back on 650 as well with the afternoon drive to get you all set for the Canucks game. That's right. So I hope we get a Canucks game because like, let's go off topic a little bit here. Doing the radio show was like great. And I was super excited for it when we knew like a few weeks ago that we we're going to be doing it before Christmas. And then it was like all these games are going to be able to wrap up. And we had to do like three hour shows each day with no Canucks stuff at all. With like them just getting back to practice, it was hard. But we made it through. Had we some, did. Had some good shows. We did. We got, thankfully, we. Got I tell you some. though, man, like it is. It does it not feel like such a long time ago that Boudreaux has come in and like changed this team? Like I don't know. Like I think I mentioned this maybe on the last podcast, but it feels like to me like it's like the Men in Black light when they just like erase all your memory of the past like somebody hit me with that when bruce boudreaux came in and i don't remember anything for the first 25 games like someone like i seen the other day was like you know jt miller was almost a point per game in the first 25 games i'm like i don't remember any of that like, i don't remember that at all no. all i remember is the canucks just getting pumped like every single night and now over the past six games it's such a different team and not only because they've won six games in a row it's just the vibe man like the vibe around the team you see it in all the social media posts of them on the ice you're seeing it at practice and morning skates and stuff like that it, it just feels so much different it feels so much better i'm so happy that we're going to have this this moving forward for the rest of the year and there's going to be some downs not every not every two week stretch is going to have six wins but i feel a lot more confident in this team definitely moving forward with Boudreaux. and i think this mini camp like it is really going to help just little things like you hear you hear from Horvat you hear from from Boudreaux, and they all mentioned it just like these little pieces that they just haven't addressed they've had to do so many things just on the fly and see and just hope that things work out and Boudreaux's been happy because the guys have been playing really well and playing hard under him uh, but there's still some other players that like need to improve quite a bit, and I think a lot of those, a lot of the, that the you know the main point of topic of that of which player needs to improve is still Elias Pettersson, who you want to see him shoot the puck more. Like I would love for Bruce Boudreaux to like as a coach like go to Pettersson before the game, be like, hey, whatever the hell happens in this game, I don't care how you do it. You need to have ten shot attempts this game. Like go out there and have ten shot attempts. I don't care where you do it from. But do it. Do 10. Like, if I was thinking about how to get Pedersen going, that would be one of the first things I'd say. It's like, hey, no matter where you are on the ice, take 10 shots. I don't care. Like, that's what's happening with Brock Besser. Brock Besser is now taking a ton of shots. He's got 40-plus shot attempts in the six games under Boudreaux. Pedersen only has 14 in the six games. Just over two shot attempts. That's not shots on net. That's just shot attempts. Like, whether it's blocked or misses the net, Pedersen should have more than 14 under the six games under Boudreaux. That would be the thing I'd like to see on the first game back is like, I don't care if you're in, in the corner, if you're on the half wall, if you're in the slot, if you have the puck on your stick, I'd like to see a shot attempt for Pedersen. That would be the goal that I would put to him going into this first game back against Seattle. And Boudreaux in his availability yesterday even said, he's like, 
Pedersen has a shot that I didn't know was there before. Right. Like, everybody has seen the Brock Besser highlight reels, and all of those end with him shooting a puck into the back of the net at times very, very hard. That's what Boudreaux knew when he came here, right? He said, like, every time you played against us, you were shooting and you were having success, so let's get back to shooting. And now I think he's kind of seeing that same thing with Elias Pedersen. Like, he's seeing that, holy cow, this guy can absolutely rip the puck as well. I need to start getting him involved in the offense, and he needs to start shooting a lot more. So I think it's a good thing. I think it's going to be nice to see Pedersen come back. We'll cut to break. On the other side, we've got our poll question. We've got a lot to talk about. We put out something. I put out something on Twitter as well. What Canucks fans want for Christmas? We'll read your tweets. Feeling like a bit of a Sportsnet show here. So keep it locked. Keep it loaded on Canucks Conversation. Winter is quickly approaching, but wait. That means your favorite seasonal brew is back to cheer you up. The Tukes of Hazard is now available across British Columbia and Alberta in their government and private liquor stores. This extra strong brew has a whopping 9.2% alcohol, big hop punch, even bigger body and aroma, and just a touch of white haze. The Parallel 49 fan favorite is smoother than a freshly cleaned ice rink. So tell me if you're really there. Don't make me fall in love again if you won't be here next year. Santa, tell me if you're Christmas really song right there. Santa, tell me. Ariana Grande. It's a great song. Better than your donkey song, I think. Uh, I, I have to agree. I, no, I don't think that's really Your racist up. donkey song. My racist donkey song. <laughs> one of, by one of them dark-haired Italians. Yeah, one of those dark-haired Italians. I tell you what. I got some thoughts on this, as I would say in our in our group chats. Yeah, <laughs> I have some thoughts on this. I uh, I told you, I think you know. I, too bad we got our last stop at Pasta Amore. No free ads, but we do for Pasta Amore free ads. They're moving now. Never going to be. You and I are never going to be back at Pasta Amore. But I'll tell you, that last dinner felt like the last supper. We were. That was a great little uh, little Italian meal. And you were saying quads like there. You never seen so many Italians in that place. No. Honestly, I might have been the only non-Italian there. Yeah, you were one of them light-haired Italians. That's me. It was it was very funny because you came out of there. You had a little little different strut in I your did. step. I had a little bit of a walking with a limp on the way out. You're talking to me. I felt it. Yeah, you you felt the Italian coursing through your veins. The olive oil, the, the olive oil, uh, the balsamic vinegar, the focaccia. Yeah, say focaccia. Focaccia. I got you. What did you call it before? You you were bad before. I got you well, saying it. This is yeah. This is the thing. These breads, these breads from around the world. I'm not great at saying. You know me. I want that one time I said nan bread. Oh I got yeah. ripped for that by our good friend Vias Saran. Yeah, and then focaccia is what I used to say. You you say focaccia. Focaccia, yeah. And that that grinded my gears. That's why I never ordered it. At, I, uh, I've got you saying espresso now too with the proper s instead of an x. What's uh, I got in trouble the other day on the radio for saying uh, Valentine's Day, too. Yeah, and on this show, everybody gets mad at you for saying that because this is literally yeah. incorrect. Valentine's. Yeah. Valentine's. When I was doing a hockey radio show um, in Nanaimo, this was a long time ago. It was like four years ago. Mm-hmm. I had a hockey radio show on the community station on Sundays in Nanaimo. We would do like a three-hour show. And I used to have this segment on that show called Lessons with Faber. And it was something that I would come up with during the week that I learned. Because, listen, I'm not the smartest 
smartest cookie out there. I think you're pretty smart. Well, certain things I'm pretty smart. There's like a lot of things I'm very dumb in. Something like I think for for a lot of things I'm decent. Like I know what I you know I can make conversation about a lot of things, but there's certain things I am just stupid at. Like if you ask me anything about politics, I have no idea. Like when people start arguing about political parties or whatever. Anyways, like I have no idea of that. So I used to You've have got this, the right idea though when it comes to that stuff. Not really. I don't even know anything about <laughs> politics. But like I used to have this segment called Lessons with Favor, and one of the segments, like I remember one segment, the best one I ever had. It was I learned two things that week. I, the one thing I, I can't remember the answer to, but it was like, who picks up roadkill on the road? Like when, when an animal gets run over, whatever, it's a deer or a raccoon or, you know, what I saw the other day going out to Abbotsford, a freaking beaver, it's a dead beaver on the side of the road. Wow. So I was thinking, like, who picks up the roadkill? And I can't remember the answer to it now. City workers. That's what I thought, but it wasn't the city workers. It was something else. Anyways, I said it on the air. And then that same segment, the other thing that I brought up was how to spell cupboard. Like where you keep Dude, your plates. Cupboard. What Cup, I cupboard. Yeah, no, but a lot of people that like I for all my life I spelt cupboard C U B B E R T because that's what it sounds like to me. That's how I was always told to spell cupboard. And then the first time I saw it written out, I was like, cupboard? What's a cupboard? Huh. And then Dude, like cupboard. And I was like is like the Atlantic Canada way of saying it, I think. Cupboard? No, cupboard. How you say it is like Atlantic Canada. And maybe from like my family, like my family's from, you know, a lot of Saskatchewan and Manitoba. Yes. They probably say cupboard. Oh, that's where I've heard it from. My my dad's side from Manitoba also say cupboard. Yeah. So the first time I saw the word cupboard, I had no idea what that was. Like the first (laughs) time I saw it written out, I had no idea that that was a thing. So in all your years of spelling the word cupboard, C-U-B-B-E-R-T. This would have been through all of elementary school, all of high school. What's going on in the Nanaimo public school system? Well, they probably just put like a red line through it and was like, or put an X on it. They never, no one ever wrote down cupboard because I would have been like, (laughs) what the hell is that? I would have noticed it if they would have corrected me and put it down. But it it, it was like into my early 20s until I first saw cupboard written out. Because if you think about it, you don't see cupboard written out a lot. I can't stand the way you say the word. It's That's just how I've always so said much. it. Cupboard. Yeah. How do you say it? Cupboard. That's pretty similar to how I say it. Yeah, Let's... but cupboard. You're, I don't know. You're, you're throwing me off. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't that, like it. That one threw me off. That used to be... That was a hot segment back in my old uh, radio show. My very early... We might have to bring that back. Step in a... Ra- yeah, dude. Well... <laughs> The problem was like I was living on the island and uh, my my nights and my days, they were a little foggy on the island. So I was coming up with a lot of these ideas where I was when I was very foggy uh, and I'm not as foggy anymore here now that I've moved over to the mainland. Yeah, you settled down. I have settled down. I'm not living the island life as much anymore. If you if you catch my drift. <laughs> So maybe, but like now that was when I used to like, that's what I'd be deep in the interwebs. I'd be one of those rabbit holes where you start on a Guy Fieri, uh, diners, drives and dives video. And for 40 minutes later, you're learning about UFO landings in Roswell, New Mexico. One of those trips. And then in between, I'd learn something and I'd like put it in my notes and I'd bring it on the Sunday show. That's amazing. I love that. We need to bring that segment back. Lessons with favor. It could come back. I think we even had an intro and everything too. Wow. Okay. I like it. Hit up our friends at wise young blood, get them to. Give us another intro. Yep. All right, let's get to the poll question. Our episode 224 poll question brought to you by Blue Orca Sports Memorabilia at Fuel the Fan. Go check them out. Christmas is near, folks. When you're listening to this, you might be looking for that last-minute present. Go hit up our friends at Blue Orca Sports Memorabilia. See if you can get something in time. See what they can do for you. Go check out what they've got even after Christmas, New Year's, birthdays, whatever it is. Maybe you want something for yourself. 
Blue Orca Sports memory. You know what I did? Yeah, yeah I picked up a couple things for myself. Picked up a Marcus Nazlon rookie card the other day. That's pretty sweet. Thank you very much. That's pretty sweet. At Fuel the Fan on all social medias. Go check them out. Our question today, what's number one on your Christmas wish list for this team? A top four defenseman, a thorough plan, don't trade high draft picks, and as always, I'm angry. Chris, what what are you voting for on this? 100%. This is 100% of a selfish answer, but my brand has been hurt without first-round picks being ah. added to the Canucks organization. I need to be able to wake up early in the morning watching Swedish players play, watching Russian players play. I do not want the Canucks to trade any more draft picks, and I loved one of my favorite quotes all year long was uh, was. First, well, number one was Bruce Boudreaux saying compartmentalize, not knowing what that word means. Uh, but the second one was when Jim Rutherford said, we're not going to trade any high draft picks. I love that. I need that. The Canucks need to start really rebuilding up the pipeline. Uh, Danila Klimovich, obviously, is their high pick, and that's the only guy they're really watching, and he's in the A. You know, I, I missed the 10 a.m. waking up and, and wasting the first little bit of my day spending it watching some SHL or watching some some KHL or even some VHL if you had to MHL every once in a while I'm just naming things HL right now but yeah it'd be nice to see them add another first round pick add another second round pick add some guys that you can hopefully lean on as this team looks to add players to in the future because it's a cheap option you're seeing how much of an impact some of these top end prospects like Niels Huglander or Vasily Podkolzin can have and they're on league minimum contracts with their ELCs pretty much so you know, you want to keep con- continuing to add some of those guys. And Niels Huglander was found in the second round, right? Like, you can find a Niels Huglander quality type player with any first round pick that you have. And even if you're if you're hot, and you hit on someone in the second round that you know a little bit of a risk. And we saw we saw that with Danila Klimovich. We'll see how that plays out moving forward. But I really hope that we don't see any more of these picks go missing because the Canucks need these picks to add to this prospect pool. Yeah, I a little agree selfish, you. but uh, you know, I think some people are agreeing with me on the poll question. Anyways, not a lot of angry people. I'm hoping, right? Nope, not a lot of angry people. Everyone's in the cheer. Yeah, yeah, they're all happy. Time of year. Yeah, I, I voted for a top four defenseman. I think that's important for this team. Yeah, like sure, if you could get a gift of one, if you had to like get a gift, probably a top four defenseman is the best, right? Well, that's true. I guess I didn't really specify. But you got to give up gift. something yeah. for that. Yeah, that's true. You know, Brock Besser is looking good. I don't want to lose Brock Besser right now. That's kind of how Christmas actually works. If someone gets you a gift, you got to get them one. I was going to say, like, could you imagine if the NHL worked how Christmas does and people just give you gifts, but you got to get them gifts as well. Right. Right. So it's kind of that basically the NHL is Christmas year round. You know what sucks? And I feel for these people. Yeah. People with birthdays right around now. My brother's birthday was the 20th. One of my best friends uh, on the 21st. Growing, do you get those people just one gift? Yes. If you're their family member, I'm meeting. Yep, I do. Like, even if you're their parents, do you think they only get one gift? Parents, I think, would get you two, right? I think parents get two, and I'm speaking from experience here because my brother is, like, very, very, very close to Christmas. Right. So I think he gets two from my parents, but I, one So I didn't get else. my brother a birthday present. I bought him... Like we went, I, I bought us like a $60 thing of sushi. So I got us a lot of sushi, a uh, bunch of appetizers. And then I bought uh, a whole, okay, one second here. Let me go off on a tangent. Have you, when's the last time you've bought a Dairy Queen ice cream cake? Long time ago. And I'm like, do you remember it being crazy expensive? Uh, no, I don't. So I went, so I went to buy my brother a Dairy Queen ice cream, ice cream cake. Do you say that five times fast? But I go in, I'm like, I'm looking at the, I'm about to grab it. I'm looking at it. Blah, 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 you know, balloons all over one, whatever. I'm just going to get a basic 
Christmas cake. And then I go to grab it. And right before I grab it, I look to see how much it is. Cause I'm like, Oh, there's like a couple different sizes. The the cheapest one was like 46 99 for a freaking ice cream cake. I like ice cream cake, but that seems steep. And I was thinking, well, I'm not getting that. And then I looked and there's like a mini one. And that was like $36.99. What? So I'm like, hey, this this whole ice cream cake, this isn't working out. So you know what I did? I picked up a treatza. You know what a treatza is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically just a flat ice cream cake. It hit the spot just as hard. Plus, the best part of those Dairy Queen cakes is the cookie crumble, like chocolate thing on the bottom, right? Like, that's the best part. Like the Blizzard ice cream, it's solid for sure. But the best part of the ice cream cake is that little cookie crumble. Yeah. And with the treats, so that you're getting like fifty percent that fifty percent ice cream. So I got the treats, and the treats was you know hit the spot. So I had the treats uh, last couple of days here for uh, a little dessert. Last couple of dinners, very nice. That's and the sushi nice. was great. That's all. Yeah. What were we talking about? I can't remember. Oh yeah, wish list for the Canucks. Right. The poll question. Yeah. That was a good poll question. Again, check is it out. what's uh, what are the what's the early results? We had it out uh, even before the break, actually. Surprisingly enough, I know. Look at us on top of our game today. Let's go. Didn't have any tweets on the six fifty account yesterday, but whatever. Okay. We're all over this. Yeah, our episode two twenty four poll question: A top four defenseman throw a plan. Don't trade high draft picks. I'm angry. Fifty two percent say a top four defenseman. Twenty four percent say a thorough plan. Eighteen percent say don't trade high picks, and six percent. I'm angry. I'm a little surprised that uh, don't trade high picks is there. You know, like that high, like, or, or sorry, that low that with low. only 18%. Because hmm. people love prospects, man. Like I love prospects. You love prospects. People love prospects, especially like first round prospects. You know, maybe people have just forgotten how exciting it is, how exciting it is to have a first round pick, but let's, we don't have to look far to Vasily Pod Colson and following him for a couple years in the K that was in a, a bad situation. Imagine, you know, I think back to like when Ryan Beach was was running Canucks Army and he was covering every single one of Pedersen's games. Like if you were on Twitter seeing what Ryan was doing with, with Pedersen, that was so much fun because Pedersen was like leading the SHL and scoring, just went on an absolute tear in the playoffs again. I'm not saying that's the quality of player you're going to get for sure with a first round pick and the way the Canucks are trending, you know, their, their pick's probably going to be somewhere within 12 to you know, 20 if they can sneak into the playoffs at some point or, or even get to that point. But it's, they're probably going to have a pick that's somewhere in the teens. Um, and that, that type of player would be a lot of fun to follow, especially if it's a European guy for me. And and if you look at the draft and just kind of look at the way that things are shaping out this year, there's probably three right shot defensemen that are between like five and 20 in the rankings so far. This is very early, but just like from the one from the rankings that I trust, I consistently see three right shot defensemen between five and 20. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I put out a similar tweet just saying, Canucks fans, what do you want for Christmas from the team organization this year? Open-ended. Left it completely open-ended. And there was a lot of good responses. Lisa, Lisa Martin, uh, regular listener of the show. Patreon supporter. Yeah, Patreon supporter. For everyone to be healthy. That's a very fair Yeah, I take that fair one. one. Someone said Lawrence Gilman. Someone else said for the league to stay healthy and finish the season uninterrupted for all the games to continue. Chris McFarland was one that got a couple responses. Okay. Stanley Cup. That got a lot of responses. A lot of people really wanted a Stanley Cup. That'd be nice. Yeah. For some someone else said for Chaos Giraffe 57 to keep playing the way he is and a reasonable Besser extension. Tyler Myers has been good. I talked about this on the radio. He's having the best season of his career right now. Take that with a grain of salt, though, because there's been many times throughout his career where he looks 
great for like a stretch of 10, 20 games and then kind of comes back down to earth. So we'll have to see if he can keep it up. And I think that's a reasonable wish is that he does keep it up and keeps playing the way he is because he has played very, very well this season. Yeah, he's been very surprising for sure. Uh, very good bounce back season for Tyler Myers. And and we kind of touched on this on radio as well, but we haven't seen that pairing of OEL and Tyler Myers get a decent run under Bruce Boudreaux because the defense has been so ripped apart. And this is something I'm going to be writing about tonight. But if I look at the Canucks defense moving forward, like it's been great to see Luke Shen play so well with Quinn Hughes. And they've been solid together. We'll see how long that can happen. Uh, that's a lot to ask from Luke Shen to play that many five on five minutes, but that's where I like Tyler Myers, where he can give Luke Shen a shift off. So it's not like you're forcing every game for Luke Shen to be a top pairing defenseman because you're, you're mixing in some Tyler Myers there, or we'll see if maybe Hamnick when he returns, he was skating the other day. So he should be pretty close to game action. He might get back with Hughes, but man, the big question, like when I look at the right side now with how you've seen Shen play so well, uh, how Hamannick, I guess, will come back in the lineup and I think will have some pull over Tucker Pullman. And Tyler Myers isn't going anywhere. Like, are we almost at the point of seeing Tucker Pullman scratches this early in the se- into his four-year deal? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think I think right? Tucker Pullman's getting bought out. It's a matter of when. That is that was that contract was a mistake the day it was signed. Yeah. And now there's no pressure from up top to make that player look good. He doesn't look good. He's going to get bought out. 100%. This is where like, people like Trader Jim, Trader Jim. Like, we actually have the Trader Jim yeah, now. No, Jim, Jim Rutherford, Rutherford is not going to hesitate to buy out Tucker you, Pullman. I, I, honestly, I wonder if he does. I wonder if he needs to, or if he can get a deal done to move Tucker Pullman. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. you're getting assets back, but if he has enough connections in, in around with other organizations and other general managers, if that's like his first piece of business, be like, hey, this contract isn't going to work for us. We would love that 2.5 million cap. I wonder what we can make happen here for another team that potentially is desperate. The, the big thing is those the, that four years that Benning somehow got to with Tucker Pullman is is going to hurt four years long. I do good Branson for Pullman one for one right now. Yeah, I would. Canucks too, might even have to throw in a sweetener. Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Good Branson's on like 1.95, and I think the deal expires at the end of this year. The, the scary thing about Tucker Pullman's deal. Is that he makes two point five million dollars, which isn't crazy amount. He's still a negative value contract. I know that's like insane. Like we, I talk about Tyler Myers being a negative value contract, and that's because he's six million dollars. Like I know you always have this argument: if if Troy Stetcher and Tyler Myers are making the same amount of money, you take Tyler Myers. Yeah, every 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 day of the week. Time. Yeah, it's and especially insane. this season, you're actually you're being proved right a little bit, which is rare with you uh, in hockey takes. But <laughs> if you look at that Tucker Pullman deal. That you're right. The day it was signed, it was a negative value deal, and like you can sign people for for value where it's like eh, I don't know if they're going to live up to that. You know, like I think some people would have looked at Thatcher Demko deal when it was signed, but hmm, I don't know if he's going to be that. At the day that it was signed, obviously everything has been uphill for Demko, uh, and he's just getting better and better since he signed that deal. But a lot of people would have looked at that deal like hmm, that's going to be tough. Hopefully, he can be worth the five million each year. The day that Tucker Pullman signed that deal. It was like, oh, $2.5 million? Wow, they must get him for one year because like that's a lot of money. Yeah. And then it's like four years. Dude. I would love to be a fly on the wall in those contract negotiations. I would love to... You know, if you want to... You know, things... You know, the world's tough. It's a tough place right now, right? A lot of people are down. COVID's ruining a lot of stuff. I bet the... If, you, if you're looking for just a smile, imagine the smile on Tucker Pullman's agent's face when Jim Benning calls <laughs> and says, hey, we'll, we'll do four years. 
at $2.5 million. His agent was probably just like, just hung up the phone with like Boston. And he was like, listen, Tucker, we can get you two years, 950 K per year, <laughs> but you get to play with Boston. I think it's something we should consider. And then it's like, bring, bring, bring 604 number, Jim Benning. <laughs> hey, four years, 10 million total. <laughs> doesn't even call Tucker pull me. Just, hey, pack, it. pack your stuff. You're going to Vancouver, man. Four years. Enjoy it. Oh my gosh. I, I wish someone would offer me a, a ridiculous amount of money for my skill set. That'd yeah. be awesome. Could you imagine if, like, if right now Sportsnet called us like, "Hey, we really liked your two shows. We really want you guys on." And you know what? We're gonna make you the biggest tickets at the station. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you're only gonna host for one hour, though. Yeah. So basically, the, and, and the Drance gonna, approach, pretty yeah, much. The Drance approach, except they pay us more than everybody at that station. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. That would literally. And then, be like, we get healthy scratched every two weeks. Yeah, like, exactly. we get like two two days off every two yeah, weeks. They're like, yeah, we don't really like you that much, actually. <laughs> You just got to sign the deal in the first place. That's it. Exactly. All you got to do is get that contract done. Yeah. But, in all I, but I am, yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see how, like, you know, I think it's been discussed a little bit about the big name players on this team and how having a new general manager come in could affect them, how we might see, you know, Brock Besser potentially be moved. Like, because Rutherford has no attachment to these guys. He didn't draft these guys. He didn't bring them in. He didn't trade for them. So maybe JT Miller's name might be up there, but it seems like everybody is really turned on the whole idea of trading JT Miller right now from what he's brought. But we haven't so much talked about guys like Tucker Pullman, like Travis Hamannick, like other players that are lower in the depth charts that could potentially be moved for a pick. I mean, Luke Shen would be an example of that, too. Like if he's playing well and the Canucks aren't going to be in a playoff run the next couple of years because Luke Shen's two years on his contract. Right. Yeah. So that's 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 looking like a great deal. That's looking like a great deal that was signed. But you have to look at the deals like Tucker Pullman and think, what can what can Jim Rutherford do with that? I look at that more than I look at what he's going to do with Brock Besser. Cause I think a lot of us assume in the end, Brock Besser is going to be re-signed and it's going to be a big ticket and you're going to hope the Besser lives up to it. But like the QO for Besser doesn't scare me that much as much as a lot of people. No, I don't think so. Especially when he's playing the way he is right now. Yeah. And, and like he led the team in scoring last year. He's finding it back again this year. He's going to put up a lot of goals and, and I think he's going to thrive under Boudreaux. I'm not too worried about Brock Besser. I think when he's on, he could be one of the best scorers in the league. So yeah. I'm not super worried about it. I'm super curious to see, though, like what can happen with Tucker Pullman if it is just a buyout. And I, and I have to look at how the buyout would yeah, hurt. Because, man, if you do it next year, that's six years. Yes. Six years of being on the books. So I think you have to get through at least two to three years of Pullman before considering a bio. That's so funny that we're having this conversation like that. That is Jim Benning's final like middle finger to the organization. Like it's I, I've said this before, but this is like how Peter Shirelli signed Nico Koskin and then got fired right away. Right. And now the Oilers are stuck with Nico Koskin, who's actually played pretty well. But yes. like this is worse than Koskinen. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, I think so. This is four years long, man. Yeah, that's so funny. Oh my gosh! All right, what else? What else we got Just before we wrap up, up here? About that. All right, Ska, Ska's Twitter account. Oh man! So yeah, like this is this is a junior team, junior MHL team in the KHL for Ska, the the team that Pod Colson played for. And they have just completely switched 100% to a meme account. Like, they're not doing any hockey anymore. All they're posting about is Pod Colson memes. It's genius. And they've gained like 4,000 followers in the past couple of weeks. They're over 10K now. Hilarious. They're great memes. They are fantastic memes. They're NHL memes and they're mostly Pod Colson memes. It's great. The KHL is pretty well known for me. Like, a lot of the KHL accounts, if you look at their Instagrams, they're full of them. But 
like I think we touched on this a little bit on the last podcast, but they've gone like full on like hundred percent of their Twitter account now is literally like they're playing games like huh. they're they're like currently playing games in the MHL, but we're not like seeing any tweets of the scores. It's literally all just pod calls and memes. So they were like replying to me a lot. They're replying to to Cam Stanch, Robinson a lot, yeah. to Stanch a lot too. Yeah, like <laughs> incredible. Love that for uh, for Pod Colson and the and everything around it. I just yeah, love it. It's great. They've they've like they've committed so hard to to just being a meme account. Like they've even like made memes about them being a meme account. It's so funny. It's it's, awesome. it's actually great. Sticking with Russia, last thing on the on the agenda here is your prospect report. Not much to report, but you've got something for us on Dmitry Zlodiev up yeah. now at Canucks Army. Yeah, so quickly before I get to that, NCAA, the reason I haven't talked about it a lot lately is they're on reading break, finals week, whatever you kind of want to call it here, Christmas break, all that stuff. They're not playing some games right now. A couple little tournaments going around, but nothing with Canucks prospects involvement. We will get that soon, which I'm excited for. There's going to be some more uh, some more action uh, with Aiden McDonough, and we'll get into that. But of course, the big ticket item now the World Juniors, which for me, super excited to watch the Thursday game where we're going to see Russia play against Canada because we'll see Dmitry Zlodiev in that playing for Russia. He's a Canucks prospect who is a center. If you listen to the show, I don't need to tell you, but maybe this is your first time listening to the show. Defensive center, good at faceoffs, has some skill as well if he's put in the right spot to get some scoring opportunities. But big thing for him is, is he competes super hard uh, to be to give the very simple scouting report on him. Competes hard. Good in the face-off dot, uh, not su- not tiny, but he's not like a big player either. So it'll be it'll be a good tournament for him. And the exciting news is that he's going to be wearing an A for Russia. So he's one of the five assistant captains that they're rolling with. Uh, so excited for that for Zlodiev. He's been a leader like everywhere he goes. He's been a captain at the U18s, uh, U18 tournaments for Russia before in the past. So that's been good to see. And I was expecting him to have a letter. I, I was pretty hopeful with those expectations as well. And it's nice to see it come through. Uh, so like I said, their first game is going to be Thursday, the pre-tournament game against Canada. And then Boxing Day, they get going at one thirty against Sweden, which should be a very good test for this Russian team because... I don't know. This Russia team, it doesn't it feels like it doesn't have a ton of skill, a ton of nineteen year old skill, but they got Matt maybe Matt Vey Michkov, who's going to be a ton of fun to watch. Uh th- like honestly the two guys I'm most excited for in the world juniors are sixteen, seventeen year old kids, right? Like Michkov and Bedard. I just can't wait to see what they do at this tournament. Uh, and I think Michkov is gonna have a lot to prove because there is so much hype around Bedard. I think Mitchkov wants to do similar to what he did at the U18s and just shine and be the best player at it. So that part of Russia is going to be interesting. But as for Zlodiev, he'll be killing penalties, might sneak onto the second power play unit, but he'll be getting a lot of big face-off moments as well and probably be one of the first, if not the first center out for Russia when killing penalties. And that's a big thing, right? Because he's a late late swing at the draft. Sixth right? round pick, yeah. Is he the best prospect of all of them that they selected in that draft class? No. Who is? Aid McDonough. Oh my goodness. McDonough was the year before. Zlodiev 2020? Yes. McDonough's 2019. Jeez, and I'd have to go back and look at 2020. Yanni Yermo uh, is the big one. Right. That is kind of flopping. He's He Truscott was eligible in there. to play in Finland, play for yeah. Finland, and he didn't. Jacob Truscott, Jackson Coons. Flop. And then it was Zlodiev in the sixth. Yeah. Seventh round pick would have been. It doesn't matter. Did they get a goalie? No, that was the year they didn't get a goalie. goalie. So, yeah, I think Zlodiev out of that draft class. Like, Yanni Yermo. Victor Persson is the seventh. Right. Excuse me. Who we'll see. 
I've heard there's already a little bit of discussion about Pearson coming to the A at the end of this year, which would be great. I'd love for that to happen, but Pearson hasn't been like rock star level in the WHL as a lot of us were hoping for. So we'll have to see if maybe he can earn himself a pro contract here in North America, stay here in North America instead of going back to Sweden. But we'll see, because I think it's so weird watching how many of these young defensemen are getting opportunities in the SHL, especially like this year and last year. We're seeing so many 18 and 19 year old kids get an opportunity in the SHL to play, especially defense. Like we're, we're seeing some forwards for sure. And Forcell is an example of that, but to see Myrenberg and Hugo Gabrielson, like get some SHL opportunities. That's a little strange for me. Sorry, not Gabrielson, uh, but definitely Myrenberg getting the opportunities to play in the SHL. Like, it is a little surprising to me that they're getting this type of opportunities, especially so many young players that aren't like, like Simone Edvidson makes sense. Cause he's a top pick. But to see a guy like Myrenberg, it was a fifth-round pick in the most recent draft, get right into the SHL, kind of surprising to me. So I think that that might open up a big door for Victor Pearson to go back to the SHL. But I'd love to see him stay in the A, stay here in North America. Yeah, absolutely. All right, do we have anything else we want to close out, or is it time to just wish our listeners a Merry Christmas? Yeah. Normally, I go on and on. Why don't you wish everyone a Merry Christmas? Yeah. We wish you all a Merry Christmas. Everybody who celebrates it, Happy Holidays. To all of you out there, we're... uh, we're going to take a little time off. We'll see you after Christmas. We're pretty excited. Going to spend some time with our families. Yeah, eat all the stuffing you can, all the cranberry sauce you can. What uh, vegetables are you going to have on your Christmas Day plate? No comment. No comment? No comment. No vit Like Brussels sprouts? No. D- if there's Brussels sprouts, no. Parsnips? Nope. Depends um, what's made. Yams? Mm, no. I don't like no yams. No yams either? I don't like yams. Wow, that's a tough one. Carrots? Yeah, I'll have carrots. Beans? What kind? Green beans? No. You like yellow beans? I don't like any beans, actually. I should yeah, just so why'd you ask? Um, corn? Yeah, I'll have corn. Okay, so your plate's going to be turkey, corn. Do you like stuffing? I love stuffing. Okay, so turkey, corn, stuffing, potatoes, gravy, cranberry sauce? Yeah, not really. Not okay. a big cranberry sauce guy. Wow, so you have, your your plate's going to look so bland with those colors I'll, on I'll it. I'll send you a picture just of like it. Just like beige, white, brown. I will send you a picture and of it. And maybe yellow with corn. Your maybe plate's going to look so boring. That's okay. It's going to look like a black and white photo. Yeah. I'll send you a picture of it. It'll be great. All right, guys. Happy holidays. For Chris Faber, my name is David Grigelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 